0: Join me every month for the inspiration to find your finish line. Hello everyone, and welcome to another edition of Find Your Finish Line, presented by Curad Performance, the official medical supplier of Iron Man. Kinesiology tape, you've gotta use it. If you've got those aches and pains, it'll get you through your race, get you through your training. You can find it at Walmart, at Amazon, and Ironman.com. Find Your Finish Line is not only about you being able to find your finish line at an event or a race, but also in life. We talk to people that have jumped all kinds of hurdles to get to where they are today, both in sport and in life, and hopefully they'll be able to, be able to inspire you. My guest today, Andrea Peet, uh, it's an absolutely amazing story. I, I, I have been following her for a little while now. And whenever you come across someone who pushes through barriers, you can't help but want to be a part of what they're doing. So, Andrea, welcome to the show.
1: Uh, thank you.
0: And Andrea is joined by Meredith Atwood, her mentor. She's writing her memoirs with her. Andrea just completed 50 marathons in all 50 states, uh, just finished up in Alaska. And she's battling ALS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease here in the U.S. And Andrea, your journey started in 2016, I think at the Shamrock Marathon in Virginia, Virginia Beach. And... Did you ever think that you were going to get from that race to where you were in Alaska?
1: Um, absolutely not. Um, I, I realized that I, I just uh, wanted to um, live my life. Um, not in a, a few of um, 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 I, um, I was on. I'll do um do every that I
0: have. <laughs> Yes, and and uh, along the way, your organization that you co-founded, Team Drea, which is uh, you got that name came from your husband. That that's your. Uh, the nickname for you, I love that. And you've raised over eight hundred, eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars in support of ALS research. Uh, you have to be so proud of that.
1: I'm I'm honored. Yeah.
2: One of the awesome things was when she was speaking at the keynote after her race, and she, like, the goal was to raise. 50,000, right, Andrea. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she was able to say surprise, we raised 100,000, like doubled it, so. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. And one of the that's, things Andrea said beautiful. in the beginning, I just want to make sure you guys heard it, when she went to do these marathons when this all started for her, um she said she felt like she was waiting around for ALS to get her. You know, to basically, yeah. she was she was sitting around for waiting to start to feel really bad and to go downhill die. and that yeah, yeah. to die, yeah, to die. And so yeah. that was when she got the idea to do fifty marathons in fifty states. And then in the middle of that journey, Andrea, a little thing called <laughs> COVID I happened, right? Yeah. And so yeah. suddenly. She's in the I think you had done 17 marathons mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, And then, mm-hmm. you know, we all locked down and she was yeah. faced with a, a time where she could not travel and, and, and an already shortened time frame. Right. And so to get to this finish line of 50 in Alaska, it really was quite a journey.
0: Yeah. that is just you, you know why in my mind it's so amazing is because of the pandemic we all had to we all had to back down we all had to stop our routines we all had to become people that we didn't know we could become and in your case Andrea you know when you're when you're battling ALS like you said you don't want the disease to get you you wanted to go out and do everything you can do I, I, I don't know if it's, this is your opinion, but ALS has a life expectancy of what? Two, to f- two and a half to three years, and yeah. here you're at the eight-year mark. I, I, I don't know. I think I truly believe that because you set that huge goal of 50 and 50, that that is why you're still doing so well.
1: Yeah. I I definitely uh, believe that um, using my uh, muscles and um. I mean, i go. I mean, oh will see him. i
2: So, are you going to do another 50 then?
1: No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, and I think what was so inspiring about this, because you and I talked on the phone during COVID. I remember you called me Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you were like, what am I going to do with this lockdown? And I was like, well, why don't you start writing a book or something? You were like, I'm already Mm -hmm. writing a book. Um, But it was just so interesting that you kept the faith and you were, you know, we, we had talked about doing something else or, and you just, I remember you telling me like, I don't think you're hearing me. I'm going to do these marathons. (laughs) So let's talk about something else. I mean, you were, you were so determined. And I think it's so interesting too, because you were diagnosed and shortly after finishing your first 70.3. And, Mm -hmm. and I mean, you were an athlete, you were a triathlete, you were in this world that we all know so well. And it, it was really quick from that diagnosis to when you were having trouble walking, wasn't it?
1: hmm yeah. Like eight um, months? Yeah, I went from, them. Um, from a story and every man, um and they were yeah. walking uh, with them, and a cane, and then a uh, walker.
2: Yeah, so from a cane to a walker, and then for for the, the marathons, I think it's important to note, and Mike, I'm just taking over here. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Yeah, that, that, they're, um, they're, you're taking the <laughs> words out of my mind. I know where you're going. I'm taking I love it over. This.
2: But I wanted to like, <laughs> let you, you know, kind of circle it around. But the, the fact yeah. that you, um, we're going to do this next, this like last triathlon, but I, and you got your inspiration from John Blaze and that's where I wanted to kind of bring it around to Mike cuz I know I know he was wanting to talk about John so there I'll be quiet.
0: <laughs> yeah, it you know when I found out that Andrea has the connection to John Blaze I you know my heart skipped a beat because uh, John Blaze and, and mom and dad were uh, very close with and in 2005 when I was able to bring him across that finish line in Kona and he did the roll because he said mm-hmm. if he had to roll across the line he'd do that. Uh yeah. it was it inspired thousands upon thousands and Andrea you're you're continuing that which
1: yeah. which
0: I absolutely adore.
1: Um yeah um one um Meredith um I can you tell um yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think
2: so you had this was before you were diagnosed right? Yeah. or you had been diagnosed so her story with diagnosis she went through all these tests and at some point the test result was she had probable ALS yeah, like yeah, th- I had that was never diagnosed
0: yeah probably ALS you
2: know, And, you know, whenever her book comes out, you'll be able to read that whole journey. But it was crazy. I mean, it was a waste of so much time that you're reading it going, oh, my gosh, how many times is this woman going to get stuck with a needle? That's how they test, by the way. But I think you had been diagnosed with probable ALS and you had come across John Blaze's story. And the interesting thing was his race number was one seven nine, <laughs> and yeah. that number had significance for Andrea because she played a French horn in band that was huh? a, a one seven nine. And then your race yeah. number for your triathlon was it for your seventy point three?
1: No, for the oh um, one,
2: yeah, one of what? the race numbers. I
1: don't
2: know, yeah, yeah, was one seven nine, and so she she ended up seeing his story and calling. Did you email, she emailed his parents and then like same day his parents called her and they just started a friendship and, and it just, his story meant so much because she was able to see what an impact John made and what it meant to keep living and to really show up in the, in the face of such fear and, and, you know, facing death. And, and after that happened, she decided to move forward with Team Drea and the, the fundraising. And she just really started living in the face of death. And so that's John's inspiration. And,
0: and Andrea, uh, just on the connection point of it, meeting John and being with him uh, from 2005 until he passed away in 2007, the thing that impressed me the most, the thing that I've taken away with me was his aggressiveness. To, to, to not give up, his aggressiveness to keep moving forward, his aggressiveness to look at, at it in the face and say, you know, the heck with you. I'm going to live and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Even though you'll probably take me away, I'm going to live. And, and that's probably also what's inspired you. Um,
1: absolutely. I am. I, um, I, I saw his um, uh, story. Right when I like needing
0: it, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Right when you needed yeah, that think, sort of hope. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. It, 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 it's amazing how that connection of of fate always seems to happen with stuff yeah. like that. I I love it. The goal of the fifty to fifty was a fantastic goal, but Andrea, I read you. There's a message you wanted people to get from that. Sure, it was fantastic. You went to 50 states over the period of time and on the Recoma bike and did the uh, 50 marathons. But but there was a message about bravery that you wanted to give people, wasn't there?
1: Uh, I want uh, people to um, go on and uh, be a brave and appreciate uh, what your body uh, can uh, do.
0: Yeah. Because we can't, you know, the, the pandemic, it it took us out of our complacency and, and made us realize that we're very fortunate to be uh, what we're doing and who we are. And I think that's the message. Don't you think so, uh, Meredith?
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, as, as we're working, Andrea and I are working on her memoir together. And as I'm reading what she's written, because she gave me a a big old book, (laughs) a lot of words. Um, And as I'm reading through it, you know, as someone who is not diagnosed with a terminal illness, to read certain lines, and I've I've got some of them here. I hope you don't mind, Andrea.
0: But like,
2: one of the lines that just like smacked me in the face was, three years before I officially started dying, I started running. You know, just that line. I was like, oh my gosh. And then you start to think about it, that the message that I've gotten from working with Andrea is, what are you complaining about? Like, number one, (laughs) live your life, especially like for me, I'm always like, oh, I need to lose a couple pounds. I need to do this. And the message is live, (laughs) you know, show up. And part of her journey has been like, it took the diagnosis and waiting around to to die essentially for her to start really stepping into living and to doing these marathons. And it's just so inspiring. And then (laughs) like another line, I'm sorry. I just think these are so great. She wrote the moment I realized I could no longer walk on my own came as I lay in the middle of the street, staring up at the headlights from oncoming cars. And that was one of these moments where she was just crossing the street and hit the pavement because ALS just jumps so fast and so furiously and so much became, came out of her control, which she's a type A and <laughs> it makes her crazy <laughs> to like have me talking for her right now. I can feel it. And I'm like, I'm trying, Andrea, I'm trying. Um, but it's part of that process that she's learned to live. And so like the message every day I get to talk to Andrea or read her words I'm just like, oh my gosh, go out and just live. (laughs) Like, stop being an idiot, stop complaining, and go live, whatever that looks like.
0: Yeah, and and Andrea, you are, you're an athlete. There's no doubt in my mind or anybody else's mind, you're an athlete. But like all of us athletes, when we do our workouts, you know, you're sore, you're beat up, you got to worry about recovery. What? How, with ALS, how did your body respond at, after so many events? Was it, it were you sore every day?
1: Uh, yeah, um, I definitely, um, alaska, uh was, um, a lot more, um, uh, healing uh, uh, than I, um, experienced, um, but I really, um, I realized that I needed uh, to uh, slow uh, down and uh, build my uh, muscle um, as well, right?
0: You said yeah, and, Alaska and, and was hi- like,
2: hillier than you thought?
0: No. That. Yeah. Oh, oh. Okay.
2: That's interesting. I didn't think Alaska had any hills.
0: Oh, yeah, we everybody everybody <laughs> that rides any course, everybody that rides any course, in triathlon, they go. I, I was in Nebraska. Where, where the hell did these hills come from? I don't get this. Right, you know? I'm sure the
2: description of the course said rolling hills, right, Andrea? The, the great, yeah. like Lake Placid, rolling hills. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, Andrea. If I can take back, if I can take back at the diagnosis period of of your life. And then your doctors, what did they say when you told them what you wanted to do?
1: I mean, they, uh, did not, um, uh, believe me, um, either. Um, so, you know, I have, um, had to, uh, make my own way. And, um, I've learned that, um, no matter what you are um, facing, there is always hope. Yeah.
0: What uh, on your background? Because I, the the resilience and the resolve and and what I'm feeling that you are, where'd that come from? Was that uh, uh, from parents? Oh, your I'm gonna parents, answer this one for. Your... Yeah, where did where did it come from? She, yeah, I love it, Meredith. When you said the Type A thing, you know, you got three Type A's right here. So you know, this is, oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, from uh, one
2: only uh, from one only child to <laughs> another, Andrea. Yeah. Um, oh. and yeah. that's number one only child yeah. with with two precious parents who she was the center of the universe, and you yeah. know just. Just like one of the things she writes about in her book is how she was sitting in a doctor's office and she she took a quiz in a parenting magazine or something and it, it basically <laughs> described her to a T, which was <laughs> like, acts like a little adult, perfectionist, never gets anything wrong or whatever. But I mean, I think it's part of her personality because even before the diagnosis, I mean, you were running hard. Um, triathlon was everything, right? Um, mm-hmm. Your job was everything, so... I think it's just who you are. <laughs> Where did it come from? It's in your yeah. genes.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, and that it, um, I was. I um, was afraid a lot of the uh, time. I was uh, driven by a uh, fear. And now, growing up. Um, growing yeah, up, growing and up. Then, uh, yeah, and then yeah, and then even in. Um, trust on I uh, didn't want uh, to be a loss um and so now it's like I am um finding every day that I am out there saying no it's a, you know, it's a uh, gift and I never uh, want to uh, take that off for I uh, grands
0: yeah, Andrea, are you there. still, are you still driven by fear?
1: No, no. Good for um, you. Um, I, I uh, lost um, my ability uh, to um, be afraid a um, when I got the worst news of my life. You know. Uh, when they tell you that you are uh, going to die, um, you get really um, uh, clear. You get really about clear. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Clear about, about what's what
1: important. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, one of the things I know you wrote was a lot of people ask you how did you feel after you were diagnosed, and you said. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, but the bigger question is, how do you feel the day after you're diagnosed because that's when you have right. to wake up and figure out how do you go on living? and that's really right. what seems to be where the fear started to dissipate for you
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, and that is where um uh so much like um I uh, John um you, you know, just um can moving Oh foreign. Yeah.
2: yeah. John Blaze, he just kept going and that's what you do. Yeah.
0: Hold on, everyone. We'll be right back after a message from our sponsors. Curad, the official medical supplier of Iron Man. Let Curad keep you strong so those strains and pains of training and you trying to find your finish line go away with their wraps, races, and tape and especially their far-infrared kinesiology tape that'll keep you strong through all your training. Check out their products today on amazon.com, at walmart, and ironman.com, and let Curad help you find your finish line. We're listening to Andrea Pete, who's battling ALS and just did 50 marathons in 50 states, and Meredith Atwood right there with her, writing her memoirs. She's an no, author. No, I did
2: not also do that.
0: No. <laughs> I, I know I, that's right. <laughs> Meredith, 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 didn't do that. She—that's a disclaimer there. <laughs> no, not even close.
2: And
0: yeah, you can't make me. I love it. How, how, uh, and Meredith, I—if I, Andrea can answer this, it'd be great. But if not, you, how confident is the medical community nowadays that that we're getting closer to finding a cure for ALS or or medications that will help? You know, uh, have somebody live longer. Simple as that.
2: I think that's probably um, you Andrea. I don't hadn't done my homework on that part.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you know, it
1: is a after i fun and um a disease, and the um, ice uh, bargain broken uh, a challenge um cheese them um,
2: uh, The ice bucket, she said that it's an underfunded disease. So like there's not a lot of heavy money, like for cancer research and stuff, obviously there's tons of money. And so it's underfunded. And I know what you're going to say about the ice bucket challenge that really brought money and awareness, but it's still, it's still underfunded as far as, as research. And so there, there is a, and so the fact that Andrea has raised $850,000 for the research is astounding.
0: Th- that absolutely is. How can somebody donate? What's the uh, uh, the website?
2: Can they do it through Team Drea yeah. .org? Is it mm-hmm. com or org? Team Drea Foundation.
1: That, uh, uh, team Drea.org.
2: Team Drea.org. I should have. Okay, that's <laughs> T
0: E A M D R E A dot org uh, for battling ALS. Andrea's organization. So we have a lot of age groupers out there that listen to this show, Andrea, age group triathletes, and you know what they're all about. I mean, mm-hmm. they they want to succeed, but sometimes when I talk to them, you know, they're complaining about things they really shouldn't be complaining about. What kind of advice would you give them today?
1: I mean, it is not I've gone, um the um the uh seconds and um uh, a transition it is about uh, being out there and uh, feeling your muscles move and um breathing hard and uh, just um enjoying a life like this. This is the time that you have um so you know just uh, me agree grandma
2: yeah make the most of, beautiful advice. i love what you said about enjoy breathing hard and i'm like ew but then <laughs> like i'm talking to you and i'm like oh right because it's just like every yeah. time you're either reading something andrea's written or you're in her presence you are reminded to live and to enjoy breathing heavy and to enjoy feeling everything that is life and that you know, it's a great reminder of what you just said. Enjoy being the journey, right? The quit always aiming for the destination because, frankly, the destination destination for all of us is is death. How yeah. about that? That is right. <laughs> I mean, there's a news flash for all of us, right?
0: Yeah the yeah. The, the the final finish line for goodness sakes, but right. we don't want to talk yeah. about that one. You know
2: why, Meredith? <laughs>
0: it's yeah. the only way
2: to live.
0: <laughs> it, it it is. It absolutely is. Meredith, I'm going to ask you a question because you and I are a lot alike and and I've always respected and and love what you do and what you've written and how you keep pushing forward. But we've had the opportunity to meet some amazing people, you being close to Andrea and and working side by side with her and and getting those memoirs out. uh, How has her life affected your life?
2: Oh gosh. I mean, I, when you asked me, Mike, how I knew Andrea, I thought I got to go back and remember because I honestly did not remember my life without Andrea, which is really weird because uh-huh. we only, you know, officially met online um, around 2014. And we met because I was running a Facebook group and she posted in it and she said, like, yesterday or last week, I was diagnosed with ALS. And everyone was like, what? You know? and over over the next few years we got to know her and you know did some fundraisers and all this the fun stuff but I mean every time like I said every time I see Andrea or hear from her it's a reminder that that life is not what many of us think it is that that we think we just have all this time and we think we can do what we want to do later or um you know just put everything off and so my life has been changed by Andrea and like also knowing the Peace Brothers and, and people that have done just extraordinary things with what they have. And I know that sounds kind of like mm, with what they have, but truly mm-hmm. with the body that they have in the moment they have it on the day they have it, they show up and they do their best and they keep going. And that's what Andrea teaches me. That's what the Peace Brothers teach me. That's what everyone who is really present in their life and showing up every day can teach you. It's the curmudgeons in the world <laughs> and the Eeyores that yeah. you got to stay away from. Stay away from. But um, you know, and I love Andrea's story, and that I'm getting to work with her because my kids ask, you know, what are you working on, and I get to tell them, and they're like, whoa, really? You know, so the example that. She's showing like through her story on New York Ti- and the New York Times and on ABC and that people are getting to see this. It, it really is just reinforcement that we need to get busy living.
0: Yes, we absolutely do. And I know you're doing the memoirs. What, what about didn't uh, you put together or it's being put together a documentary of the 50 marathons in 50 states? Is that happening?
1: Yeah, um we um pleased to um, edit um, in a um, 2020 um, in Alaska and then um a uh, COVID happened and so we were able to uh, keep filming uh, a uh, filming and it will, um through Alaska um, this year and so Oh, we, we will, um, I, come I think y'all are trying next- to
2: get it to the film, like to the streaming services, right? That's the goal—is to. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, have, at the end of this year, should be done.
1: Um, we will um, are releasing uh, next uh, year. Next year.
0: I yeah. can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see that. Uh, that that will be that will be something. Uh, being brave is, is something that people talk about but don't often do. Why Why do you think that is, Andrea?
1: You know, I think that uh, people are afraid uh, they are um, afraid that they won't uh, make a you know, uh, fool out of uh, themselves or they will feel, feel or, um, you know, they just want to uh, live out to what they want. Um, but I think it's more about, you know, just appreciating uh, where you are now and uh, depending on that um, from where you are.
2: Yeah. You raise a good point that people are afraid of looking stupid and like, you know, one part of, of your book that you talk about that is like a reoccurring theme. I was thinking like, what are the themes in this book we're working on? And one of them is you falling on your face over and over and over again, as this was happening. And, and terrible falls. Right. And, and at some point you were just like, well, I guess this looking bad part is not a concern anymore because I've yeah. <laughs> hit the pavement so many times, but it's so true. You've got to hit the pavement a certain number of times in the proverbial payment pavement in order to realize, okay, there's nothing to be afraid of with this part of my life. And so I think part of your story with being brave is falling down, getting up, doing it again, and knowing that you could completely fall again. Yeah 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 and the
0: old the old adage of you know you're not a failure if you fall down, you're a failure if you don't get up uh mm. and being brave gets get you up that's for sure, andrea, what's next for you? you're gonna go over to Europe and do all the countries or what do you what, what, what's what what's um, next
1: Well, we have uh, been uh, thinking about um uh, uh, in Canada. Canada. What is like, this?
0: Yeah. Like, like across Canada or what? Yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> No, you mean a vacation, a vacation <laughs> to Canada, where you don't get on no. your trike, <laughs> right? No, she, oh, she's, are you
1: are
0: you about, yeah, she's talking about,
1: she's talking about
0: province to province. I know yeah. she is, aren't you?
1: Exactly.
2: You didn't tell me. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to get on writing, my
1: dear. <laughs> uh, yeah. I oh my that. Yeah.
0: Andrea, tell Meredith you can write from the road. It's okay. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. I mean, I yeah, you know, I I like Yeah, you know, the whole um, a country and I I think how many uh, places I haven't uh, been, and I would love um, to go. And to, I will be out there as long as I uh, possibly I can.
0: Well, I know the Canadians, as as beautiful people as they are, they will welcome you with open arms. You'll be staying in their houses and everything else. But that would be a... <laughs> A beautiful deal uh looking back at the whole time andrea of the 50 marathons and all the places you were is there one thing that happened that you can reminisce with us about that is either funny or sad or getting up or falling down was there is there something that sticks in your mind like oh my gosh i remember when i did this
1: yeah Oh, um, so and um uh I- at uh, Jackson uh, Mississippi, um I all of a sudden uh, hit down um, uh, pothole um passed my machine uh, off, and um my husband was uh, four miles away and he ran uh, <laughs> from uh, downtown and um put the yeah, sheen back on, and I had already uh, made a piece uh, with my myself and uh, then we were um, uh, coming back um and so and that I wouldn't um, uh, finished the race and um, he he was like no you are you are going uh, to uh do it and so I did. And then uh, we went um, to a, a bike um, a shop, and our prepared a train, and I drove to a little rock, to um, so I could do a marathon uh, the next uh, day.
0: Wow! Oh, so you backed it up with one the very next day? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, I got one to
2: add that the, the, the what? um what? Okay, so she applied or I guess not applied, but contacted the Boston yeah. Marathon people
0: oh, about running yeah. Boston.
2: And they were like, No, you can't propel yourself on a trike. You can be pushed, but you can't propel yourself. So they turned her down. So she just went ahead and did the course anyway on her own the day before the marathon. Yeah. <laughs> so that's personally one of my favorites. Hello, yeah. Boston.
0: Um, I love it. And and, yeah. uh, and you went like sub four hours, didn't you?
2: Yeah. 3.48, oh. right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and then my second, my, my very favorite is, and I hope you can link to this video, Mike, I think it's, sh- it's probably, well, I'll find it for you and make sure we can link Okay, it. But just okay. at the end of Alaska, at the end of the 50th, um, they're all 49 medals, maybe 50 medals, because I think you had done 50 because pl- of Boston. But people were holding a medal for each of the races she had completed in the finish shoot. Oh. And then her husband, David, put the 50th around her neck, and you can see him saying, I love you, and it's just like, like, Oh my gosh. and just just being a part of you know just reading her story and knowing her and that moment is that is gold right there. So I'm gonna I' I'm gonna have to send you the link to that video <laughs> it's Yeah so that good. Uh, oh my gosh uh, it, it,
0: that almost made me cry listening to that. The video I'm gonna yeah. be bawling all over the place. <laughs> well and David
2: and Andrea have such you know, marriage is hard, period. like let's just stand on that sentence but yeah. the their marriage is this beautiful like tumultuous just <laughs> powerful existence because of everything they've gone through and the words till death do us part i mean you say those words and then you get an als diagnosis thrown in the middle and just seeing how much david does you know, to support Andrea and to support the whole organization and like just seeing him put that medal around her neck. And, um, yeah, there's, they got a good love story. It is
0: sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I absolutely can't wait to read what you guys are putting together. What's the timeline on that coming out?
2: Well, I'm so happy you asked. (laughs) We, we have about 50,000 words Oh, ready good. to shop. Um, so uh, here's the thing: we we will have this book done. Well, I didn't know about Canada, so I got to mm. talk to this one offline. Um, but I mean, <laughs> three to three to five months is the goal to have a completed tran like memoir transcript for right. the right publisher. So we we are shopping. So anyone listening that knows anyone or who's interested in the story. Um, you know, reach out to Andrea's publicist or me, and we will we will be glad to talk about it because we we just we want to get it rolling, and we've had a couple bites, but um, yeah, it's gonna it's it's not so often that an agent can like actually have a nonfiction memoir handed to them to review, <laughs> and we're gonna be right, prepared to do right. that. So, um, yeah, that's my pitch. Uh, you know,
0: I'm a proponent of self publishing, so if you ever look down that road, I'd be happy to give you guidance there. Uh, cause it's, there's nothing wrong with that either. So that's, right. but Andrea, well, and I did has my been, first book that oh, way too. And so we've told, yeah, I've told Andrea, yeah.
2: like, we can go that route. We're going to try and get it through the traditional, um, channels first for distribution. But you know, if not, absolutely, we're going to get, we're going to get the book done in this and her book out
0: See? there. See, what's that? What's that? See? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. My it's library, still in, yeah.
2: It's still in oh. arm's reach. I'm so honored.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, you never know is.
2: when I'm going to pop up.
0: You're like, I better have this book ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrea, it has been an honor and privilege to talk to you. I can't see wait to see what you do next. Uh, I hope everybody listening goes to TeamDrea, T-E-A-M-D-R-E-A.org and donates and keeps watching your story i know you update that website and all that good stuff and Meredith, thanks for you uh sitting in and helping along so andrea any final words at all
1: uh just um go on and uh, be brave
0: there you go simple as that be brave if everybody did that in the world it'd be a much better place to live. Thank you to both of you. Thank you, everybody, for listening in to another edition of Find Your Finish Line presented by Curad Performance, the official medical supplier of Iron Man. Always keep in mind, everybody, every day is a gift. You make sure you wrap it up, give it to yourself, because tomorrow will be here before you know it. Aloha to each and every one of you.